Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Today I want to talk on the anointing. And the aspect I want to consider in a subtle manner is capacity under utilization of the anointing. What that means, simply put, is that you have the capacity, but you are underproducing. And that's the situation with most of us Christians. And there are many reasons for this. Some don't even know what they have. Most of us don't. So we don't value it. And if you don't know what you have, you cannot make that kind of demand as to make that kind of productivity that God expects of you. You know? So I receive utterance. In the name of Jesus. My first scripture is from the book of Second Kings in chapter 13. I started this on Thursday. And um, it's getting better. I read from verse 14. Chapter 13, verse 14. Verse 14. Elisha had become sick with illness. Of which he would die. Then George, the king of Israel, came down to him and wept on his face and said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and their horsemen. And Elijah said to him, Take a bow and some arrows. So he took himself a bow and some arrows. I won't continue so much on that. But you can see that this man was going home, and yet he was in control. Uh, the end of that story is quite interesting. The guy didn't shoot enough arrows. The prophet didn't tell him how many to shoot. He just said to him, take your arrows and shoot. He took his arrow in obedience and turned to the direction and he shot. He shot a certain number and he stopped. And then he hit the ground with it. And the prophet said, look, why did you do that? Who told you when to stop? You see, what you've done is that you successfully weed off this current attack, but they'll come back. But if you had shot a little more, you'd have put them totally to rest forever. Now, hear me. There are certain problems in your life that we put to rest forever this morning. Amen. Very few people got it. That's all right. Amen. Their testimonies will encourage you to get yours. <laughs> when you're in church, be attentive. Come on. Why can't you be here? Why will you be here and you'll be at home at the same time? He wants total attention. Let me say it again. People here, under the sound of my voice, in the name of Jesus, some right here, some in the virtual world, I said, some problems that have followed you all your life will come to a halt this morning in the name of Jesus. Ah, yes! I mean permanently. He didn't tell you how many to shoot. Hello. Because of time, let me jump. Verse 20. Then Elisha died. See, he was sick. And now he died. Now, let me make a comment. No witch killed him. Mm -mm. They didn't have the power. They dare not. I'm talking of the anointing. He died when his time was up. 
he still had the power to slam a thousand witches at a go. So no witch. He was sick, he was of age, and they had finished assignment, he was going. And yet there were still demands on the anointing. And then he died, and demands continued. When you die, may they miss you. Yes, you see what I mean? You see what I mean? You see what I mean? I said, by the time you finally die, may they miss you. Oh, because you are dying, you are not seeing me. <laughs> you will die whether you like it or not. The prayer is that you will die when you have fulfilled your time. In the name of Jesus. I say, when you die, invariably, may the world miss you. In the name of Jesus. If you die, they don't miss you. It's a wasted life. Hallelujah. So no witch killed him. He died at his time. You will die at your time. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. But that you will not die is a lie. You will die. Yeah, so don't let anybody say, I will kill you. Frighten you. Say, I will kill you. You will kill me. Who gives you the power? But what you don't understand is that me, I can kill you. I have the power in the name of Jesus. Only that I won't use it for you. So don't try me. And even if I don't, before you strike, he will finish you. That's the Bible. So don't let anybody frighten you with that anymore. Okay. Hallelujah. Then Elisha died and and they buried him naturally as you follow. And the raiding bands of Moab invaded the land. You see, when I read this, it just hit me on Thursday for the first time. I thought, ah, where were they before he died? That they waited until he died before they come to raid. Because they dare not. Let me tell you this. I t- I, maybe you didn't get it. From today, something different. Because, you see, you begin to occupy more with understanding and with knowledge. I'm talking on capacity under utilization. I'm talking of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Is somebody here with me? So those who are anointed will listen. But I will tell you that we are all anointed. Some don't even know they are anointed. That's their problem. They don't know. Capacity under utilization. They dare not. They dare not. The Bible talks of the church, as it were. In fact, first of all, about Jesus. He said, what makes you think that you have the power? He said, I can summon a legion of angels right now. So what makes you think you have the power? And when they came, they said, we're looking for Jesus. Ah, you don't know Jesus after all these things. You've been trying to kill him since, since only God knows. You're now coming to ask. You saw, and you could not identify him. The devil has problems. So don't let him deceive you at all. He has problems. And when they came, he said, oh, I am the one. He said, I'm the one. Boom, boom, boom. They all fell down. So, could they have killed him? By their own power. That's Jesus. Did you hear me? I said, that's Jesus. Hear the church. The Bible said, no one dare. Book of Acts. That's the body of Jesus. The body of Christ on earth. The body of Christ on earth. Nobody dare. Dare. I'm talking of under utilization of what you have. 
Nobody dare. From today, they dare you. They dare it. They finish up. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. But you've got to know what you have. Nobody dare. Join them. But daily, the Lord added to the church as many as were saved. They could not join them. They could not dare them. Rather, they esteemed them highly. I'm talking of the anointing. It's a dangerous thing to play with the anointing. God has been very patient. They esteemed them highly. And yet God added to the church daily as many as were saved. So they dare not attack when he was alive. But let's read on. So Moab then started invading the land in the spring of the year. 21. So it was as they were burying a man. Ah, she built I thought it was Elisha that died that gave them the courage. What about this man? We don't know his name. Now, listen to me closely. Life is about assignment. When your assignment is done, you are gone. To keep you here is to create problems for you. As far as Elisha was concerned, his assignment was concluded. But for this man, his assignment was not. That's why we're not told his name. Must have been a young man. As a matter of fact, theologian says, he's a young, I mean, he was a young man. But something happened as they were burying him. He had died, and they were burying him. So it was as they were burying a man that suddenly, despite a band of raiders, they saw the Moabites coming. <laughs> and they put the man in the tomb of Elisha. They didn't know, if you read the commentary. And when the man was let down and took the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood on his feet. Okay. Elisha was dead. The anointing did not die. Elisha had finished his assignment, but there were still more assignments of God on earth, so some people will still have to do it. So, the devil thought, now, don't mind him, he's gone. So let's go and attack them. And so, maybe the devil, he has attacked somebody and they were carrying the person to bury. And the mother said, like, uh, And the genuine people that had a loss were really mourning their loss. And that's why, hear me well, don't depend on emotions. They won't, they won't, pay, they won't give you anything. Does not mind the person through whom the emotion is coming. Doesn't matter who. The day God delivers you from emotional pressure, you are free. I thought that was a strong emotion. It was a loss. And they were mourning and they were crying. They were really crying. But when they saw the Moabite, ah, they fled. So one emotion was stronger. Fear was stronger than mourning. So it's I thought they were money in the boom. Ah, I beg. Anybody deal with you with strong emotions, be careful. I mean it, be careful. 
But those who stand thick and thin with you, and you know these ones are genuine Christians, please, even when they offend you, forgive them quickly. You forgive everybody, but forgive them quickly. Now you know this one has the Spirit of God in him and in her, please. You see, the wound of such a person is a blessing. That is when you feel that they wound you, it's a blessing, you know, because they dwell on the truth. But the cajoling and the praises of a fake, ah, if you follow it, you are gone. I thought they were weeping. Boom! Ah, that shows how much they love him. But something happened. In their haste and fear, they dumped the body into a grave. But it was the grave of Elisha. Come on, church, are you here with me? Guess what happened? As soon as his body touched the bones of Elisha, the man got up. Because his time was not up. Every death in your life that is not time. I revive in the name of Jesus. I need a witness in the house. I said in the name of Jesus. I reverse. I reverse. I reverse. In the name of Jesus. I'm talking of utilizing the anointing to the maximum. At least trying to. You have the power? I know I have the power in the name of Jesus. Anything in your system that is, that is pulling death towards you, that is turning up death in your life, I say in your life, I say in your health, in your marriage, in your home, in your finances, I command you reverse the name of Jesus. Reverse! Reverse! The blood of Jesus is against you and on top of you. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout the blood of Jesus. I can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you. Say in the name of Jesus, I reverse every death spare over my life, my endeavors, my home, my marriage, my health. I reverse in the name of Jesus. Sit down. They taught the, the devil taught his God, his friends with that guy. And they told him, she's a Isn't she dead? Bury! They could not bury. They will never be able to bury you. Amen. I said, in the place of assignment, no creature will be able to bury you. Amen. He says, see, I have said before you an open door. No man can. No man can shut it. No man. No man. Jesus said it. I said, no man. No matter where they are planning it. They were going. They dumped the body. They saw the Moabite. They fled. When they looked back to see where the Moabite was coming, it was the man that was following them. <laughs> so they ran for their lives that day. It wasn't just for the Moabite anymore. They were running. For... <laughs> hey! I see everyone that has pursued you to the place of death. On account of you, the wicked will begin to flee when no man pursues. In the name of Jesus. I said the wicked flees when no man pursues. The wicked flees when no man pursues. The wicked flees when no man pursues. I said let their fear begin. In the name of Jesus. Sit down. Hallelujah. 
Lord anointing. But how did he get there? How did he get there? Remember he took over from Elijah. When Elijah's assignment was completed, Elijah had cut out the feet of Mount Carmel to stop the evil of his days. If you are anointing, does not stop evil. Check it again. If you are anointing, it's just me, my, and I, my fame, my wealth. Hey, it doesn't matter what is happening around you. It's a fake anointing. If it's God's anointing to stop evil, they'll be afraid of it. If evil thrives under your anointing, you, are, you, have, you, have a, you, you check what you have. Go back home and check what you have. That is, go back to him and ask him, is this true? So Mount Carmel, at least 450 or so, uh, prophets of Baal were destroyed because life is a contest, whether you like it or not. If you are following God, the devil will challenge you. And that's why it's a fight of faith. He had done that and uh, his humanity showed up, which is good. At least that told us that, yeah, he was a man like us. The book of James made us understand that. He had done that. And then Jezebel came and Ahab told Jezebel what Elijah had done. And he now threatened him. Elijah. Man, under some anointing, not God's anointing. So anointings are, <laughs> there are different kinds of anointing. There are, there are magic anointings. There are occultic anointings. There are satanic anointings. And they, what beats me is that they, they think they are powerful. They are very confident and cocky because you are refusing to stand in your own place. The day you begin to stand, their trouble begins. He finished them. Then the woman now threatened him. He fled. Question, why would such a man, under such a heavy anointing flee, his humanity took over? And what does that tell you? <laughs> Anytime you lean on the flesh, the devil takes over. Anytime. It doesn't matter what God has used you to achieve before. That's why the Bible says, walk in the spirit and will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. So he fled. And there he was complaining that every, one of, every, every of his prophets of God was dead. He was the only one. Again, you see what? Elijah was not like that. But because of the state he was, can you see he thought he was the only one? Without being prideful, he actually thought he was the only one. He wasn't. God will never make that mistake. Don't think you're the only one. The person next to you may be the next person he's about to lift up. Lift up. Can you imagine him thinking, I'm the only one? God said, ah, no, now, nah, let me correct you. I don't just have one other, two others, ten others, hundred others. Hey, 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 the day you begin to think I'm the only one, you will raise 7,000. So God had to correct his theology there. 
his knowledge of him. That's why today, the five-fold ministry, pastor, evangelists, teachers, prophets, apostles, there's never one big apostle that is only the one. There are millions of them. And whether it's a prophet, apostle, pastors, all of them, everything concluded in Jesus. But when, he gave, when we give the gift to men, he divided it into five and spread it. He will never make that mistake. So don't you ever think I'm the only one. So at that point, God said, well, it's because it's come to the end of the assignment. So you know what? Please. You know, he fasted. God fed him supernaturally. Then he walked, you know, for many days. And you know, I said, now go and anoint Jehu, anoint Elisha, anoint the third prophet anyway. Hey, you are still useful to me. Your assignment still remains one. Go and anoint the next, the next generation. And that was how Elisha came on scene, remember? He was a very business, a very business-oriented person. He was a very, very industrious person. There was no, no, no atom of laziness at all. He was yoking with how many? How many oxen? I think 12 oxen. How did he go? People would struggle with two. He had 12 and he was controlling them. And Elijah walked past him and said, wow. And Holy Ghost said, that's him. Guess what he did? He didn't say a word. He just dropped his mantle. The man, woof. He ran after, he left everything and ran after the man of God. So the question was, so are you ready to come now? He said, let me go and say bye-bye. Guess what he did? He slaughtered the animals. He used the, the yoke sticks as fuel and prepared good meals for a sent forth party. You know what he did? He was, he was demonstrating his gratefulness to God and at the same time he was burning the bridge. Burning the bridge behind him, I will never return to that again in my life. This is the reason I'm, this is now the reason I'm created. That one was a means to an end. No matter how successful I've been there, this is it now. The problem with some of us is that we don't want to burn that bridge. We say, yeah, hallelujah, but you still hold on to that. Now, I don't say leave your business, come and do ministry. No, don't come on. Except God tells you. And when God tells you, we'll make a place for you. So don't say, God told me to resign. I come and meet you, Pastor Tawo. I say, ah, well, I don't, I, I'm here to hear. I have to hear. Very well. I'm very clearly true. Glory be to God in the highest. I say, glory be to God in the highest. Amen. <laughs> and so he came to follow. I jumped this, I mean, make it very short. Then there came a time, he said, you know what? Stay here and take care of business, Elisha. God has sent me to. Mm-hmm. Elijah says, Sir, I'm called to follow you. As long as you live, and as long as God is alive, I will follow you, sir. Okay. He went. He got there and said, Will you please stay here and take care of business? He sent me to this. He said, No, sir. As long as God liveth and your soul liveth, I will follow you. Ah-ah. Again, he said, Stay here until they go to Jordan. Hello, are you here? I'm talking the anointing, the anointing now. When they go to Jordan, that was a barrier. A, a natural thing will not let them continue. Which natural thing can stand against you? Which greater thing can stand against you? In the place of your assignment? What? I say in the name of Jesus, in the place of your assignment, nothing created can stop you. I'm talking about you fully utilizing the anointing. In the place of anointing. Mm-mm. So Jordan was there. Nobody had been able to cross Jordan at that time. Or you need a means. 
But see, everywhere Elijah and Elisha will get to, there were those who were, who understood, who could see to some extent, who, sons of the prophets, they were those who have some measure of the anointing too. And they would gather and they would look. People can be prideful with things. And they will look. And immediately they will assume that Elisha didn't know. It's amazing how people think. People are meeting you and they assume that you don't know. You don't have. Sometimes he beats me. Say, Elisha, do you know that the Lord will take your master off your head today? He said, please keep your peace. I'm aware. But therefore they knew and they thought he was blind. <laughs> That's spiritual pride. So they did that several times. And at Jordan, something happened. They gathered and they stood there looking at him. And when they got there, Elijah took the mantle. And the sea fled. See, when the anointing is on you, nothing can stop you. Amen. Can I demonstrate it to you? To my anointed. What is, that? That, is that what is written? My anointed Cyrus. And what does that translate to? I'm holding him by the right hand. So when my anointing is on you, I'm holding you. That means I am with you perpetually. And to do what? To subdue. He subdued Jordan straight away. Jordan fled. And they walked past. They were watching. At that point, he said, ask what you want. He said, because the chariots of God are coming. Ask. Do you know that that is the stage we are? Here, Jesus, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has what? Anointed. He has what? He has what? He has what? He has what? <laughs> he has anointed me to preach the gospel. You have no business preaching if he has not anointed you. That's the problem with many people. And anointing is not for sure off. Jesus said that. So what happened to Jesus? He said that at Jordan. What had been happening in his life before Jordan? Of course, God and the anointing. But God now wants to connect with you and I. As soon as he was coming, the heavens opened and the Holy Ghost came. And he said, you are my beloved son. In womb and well And the whole place heard it. People heard. And thereafter, when he came out of the water, the Bible said he was led of the Spirit. What was leading him before? He was led of the spirit to the wilderness to be tempted. And by the time he was leaving the place, the Bible said, he returned in the power of the spirit. So that you can know how to function henceforth. When he came back, he said, all through Galilee, he was going from church to church and worshiping with them. Then, he got to a synagogue and they gave him the book of Isaiah and he opened it. Guess what he said? The spirit of the Lord. For he has what? When you are anointed and you know you are anointed and you know what you are anointed for, in the name of Jesus, there's no competition. It does not matter who is trying to put you down. 
The focus is God. They will undo themselves for you. In the name of Jesus. I'm not saying that you may not, I'm not saying that you, sometimes you won't make mistakes in the place of assignment. Sometimes you'll make, but you see, it's God you have to deal with. So you better run back with a great repentance and let him f- fresh water. So when I was saying, I said, he has anointed me to preach the gospel, the last, and to preach the acceptable of the Lord. He has anointed me to make this available, free favors of God. And when it's time for God's favor, that's when you come to ask. That's why Jesus will say, ask. It's time for asking. That's why James will say, you have not. Sarah. He said, why? Because you ask not. You are fighting, you are striving, you are attacking because you say it's your, it's your lost. The reason you don't have is because you don't ask. Ask that you may receive. Ask, you will what? Seek and you will what? Knock, it shall what? It only happens in the times of favor. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what? And it shall be what? I'm talking of underutilization. We can rise up! And begin to walk in the full capacity. At least, try it. So when he say ask, don't think that was just for Elisha. When he say ask, it means ask. So what did Elisha say? <laughs> ask one thing. Ask one thing. <laughs> this one that I've been seeing you, can you give me double? See, he didn't ask for personal consumption. He didn't ask for personal show-off. He asked for his assignment. That's why no matter how the devil fights you, he's fighting because he's looking for personal aggrandizement. What is there? Solomon, as, as soon as he was appointed, he looked at the life of his father. Who will stand? Who will occupy the shoes? He's focused on God. He started sacrificing, running after God. He went to Gibeah. To, uh, God followed him. He said, this is too much. What do you want me to do? No, no for Solomon. Solomon, they say double portion. <laughs> Solomon said, wisdom. Wisdom for what? For the assignment. Can you see what they are asking for? One thing! Don't ask for a car. Ask for your assignment. Because in your assignment, cars will come. A big house. It shows how mundane you are. That my name will be known all over the world. Ah, if you want his name to be known, they will know your name. Simple. <laughs> Can you see? There will always be a setting of ask what you want. That's where you are. That's where I am. It's always synonymous with the anointing. And the anointing comes with favor. And there's nothing he cannot do. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above. Above. 
above, 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 above. Yeah. I'm talking about the anointing. Now, hear what Elisha said. He said, what you ask is a difficult one. It's a difficult one. But if you see, uh-huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you see, it's a difficult one, but it's not an impossibility. I'm telling somebody here today, it will be difficult, but it's not impossible. With God, there is no impossibility. No impossibility in the name of Jesus but if you see me and as they walked on the child was going boom my father my father the child was of Israel the child was boom he remembered how he landed on him when he was a businessman finally it was gone. Then the source of the prophets. Don't mind me. They were now. We told him. Yeah, funny, funny, funny Christians. They're always waiting to say, I told him. Who are you? You told what? At least the person is trying. You are not trying, you are criticizing people. <laughs> we told him Elisha was alone but he wasn't alone I'm telling somebody right now you are not alone <laughs> you are not alone if you are alone you are not you are anointed What's anointed? God is smeared all over you. God is in you. God is around you. You are never alone. Never. That's a trap for the devil. He will come after you thinking you are alone. When he gets close to you, uh, it's a trap. He's done it before with, with, with Pharaoh. He did it before with Herod. He's still doing it. Let's see. When he got there, he said, The God of Elijah. Who are you, mountain before Zerubbabel? He says, The door is open, no man can shut. <laughs> Boom! He walked past. Ha! The spirit of Elijah is on Elijah. Uh-huh. The same place where they thought they would make a mockery of you. It's time for them to celebrate you. Those who are saying, who are you? Who does he think he is? Who does she think he is? The same people are coming to bow. To worship the God that has called you. In the name of Jesus. The lesson. Focus. Still talking about underutilization. Remember in the church, okay, accent the about Jesus. How God did what? 
Come on, talk to me. How God did what? Jesus Christ of Nazareth with what? What's the source of the anointing? The Holy Ghost. Who does the anointing? God. For what? For his assignment. So I looked at this and said, if you ask me to define the anointing in the way I relate, or it relates to me, I've come to understand him, it's carving the victory part for your assignment in life. When God wants you to see the victory part to fulfilling your assignment, he tells you you're anointed. He shows you you're anointed. And where is your role here? You must believe God. You must take him at his word. Then he handed over to his disciples. Tarry until you receive the endowment of power, the Holy Spirit. And when Holy Spirit comes, that's God smearing you with God. And on the day of Pentecost, those who were fearful were no more fearful. I see every spirit of fear disappears from your life in the name of Jesus. He hasn't given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and the sound. I'm talking of using the anointing and letting him do what he has here to do. The Bible says in Acts chapter 5, verse 12, that look, great, great miracles started happening, as it were. In fact, four, they were threatened. And when they prayed, guess what God did? He anointed them again. The fire came, boom, all over again. And with boldness, they started proclaiming the word. They locked them in prison. Prison doors could not hold them. I'm talking of the anointing. They couldn't. I'm talking of the anointing. Prison doors could not hold them. He got so much that people would bring all the sick to the streets and wear Peter. They are looking for Peter's shadow. I'm talking of the anointing. He was the bones of Elijah. He was the shadow of Peter. He was in the Old Testament. He was in the New Testament. The anointing. He's still on today. Chapter 19. He was the anchorship of the body of Saul. <laughs> the anointing. I can go on and on. My Bible tells me, in Isaiah chapter 11, it says, he's the spirit of wisdom. You're looking for wisdom? He is the spirit of understanding. You're looking for understanding? He is the spirit of cancer. You're looking for cancer? He is the spirit of strength, fortitude, greatness. You know what he said to Solomon? He said, I will give you name, like the name of all the big men on earth. You talk of fortitude. is the Holy Ghost. You're looking for name? Stop struggling. Let him do it. It's not much you're calling. Can you see all this? You're talking of creativity. Uh-uh. What's the invention? Go to the book of Proverbs. you find it there. Healing power. Ah, ah, the whole of the book of Acts. Go check it. But give me one last word here. If you see me. Now, see all of them in the book of Hebrews. See what they did. But see what they did is nothing compared to what you will do. But how, how do you achieve it? Looking unto Jesus. The author and the finisher. The baptizer in the Holy Spirit. The baptizer with the Holy Spirit. The ones that anoint his own. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Looking unto Jesus. So it's focus and demand. So if the same spirit 
that raised Christ from the dead. If that spirit dwells inside of you, which I know it does, then he will quicken your mortal body. Anybody here believes that the Holy Ghost dwells inside of him? One last thing. He will teach you. He will take off what is mine and reveal to you. Everything the Father has is mine. And the Holy Ghost will make you a part of the deal. You have access. He's the spirit that convinces and convicts of sin. It's the spirit that helps us to know that we were sinners and so we can say, God help me. It's the same Holy Ghost. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Tai Dukoya, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, off Town Planning Way, Ilukoju, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.